As you know, we've been going through a series, uh, which I endearly call JWJ, Journey with Jesus. And, you know, we've, through the last few weeks with uh, Daniel and and Casey and the three of us, and there'll be others as we go forward, um, we came across a lot of strong bullet points, just just things that that uh, are challenging, also endearing, also uh, things that help us think about things. So I want to I want to bring us all up to date with all of those today before we venture forward. I don't I don't want this the the series just to be some oh yeah it's a good thing and you know my prayer is is that God would find here, wherever you're at with your journey with Jesus, um, good soil. And that where you feel like, you feel like you, you're a little bit callous, that we allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate and soften our hearts and maybe, maybe in some ways change our mind and the change the way we think. So I was reminded of uh, Luke 19, where it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. And the idea here, those that are, were separated from the love of God. Those that were outside of the community of faith. And knowing that he came to establish something new. But he still, this still word, this word today is still alive. The Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, is still seeking out those who are lost. Amen. Amen. And then I'm reminded of Isaiah 34, where it says, Come here and listen, O nation of the earth, and let the world and everything in it hear my words. Hear my words. May we be hearers of the word of God. And not only hearers of the word of God, but those that are become doers of the word of God, right? Those that say, Lord, I choose to live by your standard. I choose to follow after you. I give myself over to you wholeheartedly and completely. And <clears throat> I would want to say this morning that, um, you know, that's a, an ongoing choice, right? Because there's, there's so many things out there in the world today that want to distract us, that want to kind of pull us away, what I would call uh, 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 the center or the core thinking of the kingdom, that try to, that try to get us all distracted. And, and there's plenty of it, plenty of it. So, JWJ, is, I, I use this terminology a lot because we are all on a journey and we're all in different places in that journey. And some of us, maybe if you're like me, uh, need to revisit some of those core values that got us here today. Um, just if you're, if you're a person of a little more advanced years like I am, I was reading um, in Deuteronomy. And it's the Lord speaking to Moses. And this is a word of encouragement. And this is what the Lord said about Moses. He said, you, di- you have not lost strength. 
and your eyes have not failed you. I'm like, yes, I want that one. Lord, I don't want to lose strength, and don't let my eyes go into getting worse than what they are, already are. But, you know, and then, right after that, because this is just before, this is when um, Moses, you know, he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, and he's going to turn the leadership over to Joshua. And at that moment, there in Moab, the Lord takes Moses. Because he wasn't entering in to the promised land. And that was a conversation that the Lord was having with Moses. And so my prayer for myself and many like you that are like me, and even those of you who are younger, that your strength won't fail you and your eyes will, will remain strong, even if they need help. Right? So we're with that. We're on this journey with Jesus. And so some of the things we said that, you know, Jesus came to introduce something brand new to the world and for the world. Something brand new to the world and for it. He was establishing something brand new. You know, it wasn't an add-on. It wasn't, you know, Old Testament, you know, Moving into the New Testament, he came to establish something completely brand new. And what he, Jesus, what he did is he said it was a brand new covenant with new commands, with a new movement, with that new movement with, that you and I are a part of, that after 2,000 years, that movement still exists. With Over the course of history, with God raising up different men and women throughout history to keep realigning us to set our course north, or heavenly, let's say it that way. I think of, you know, there's many people we can think of, but right now, one that's fresh on my mind is Billy Graham. They call him America's pastor. What a fruitful man. I mean, God bless him. God bless his family. And there's many others as we move forward. But not only was a new, new covenant, new commands, and a new movement, but it's how he did it, right? He spoke with authority, but he refused to take charge. He spoke with authority, but he refused to take charge. He won the crowd, but he refused the crown. His crown was going to be different. See, he was setting a new, he was setting that new covenant and he was bringing it differently. It wasn't going to be a covenant of conquering. But it was going to be a covenant that you, you and I get to choose. It was going to be a covenant of love. A covenant of love. A love that goes beyond our own understanding, doesn't it? Matter of fact, it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are weary 
and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all that are beat up, all of you that are, that are, that are broken because of life, all you that have been, people have, have afflicted you, and those that you've afflicted, weariness of life. All you that have been under the, and in this, where he's talking to people, all you that are under the lordship, the rulership of the Romans, the cruelty of the Romans, come to me. And this goes beyond that, because we know the word stands on its own. Take my yoke upon you, and let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle of heart, and I will... And you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your soul. What a promise, right? In the midst of trouble, in the midst of the the lives of storms, of the midst of challenges, of the midst of all of those things, you can find rest for your soul in Christ. And then he makes this powerful statement, For my yoke is easy to bear, And the burden I have that I give, the burden that I give you is light. So he said, he offers us, come. And then not only, back up a little bit, I am humble and gentle at heart. Now that really sounds like an authority king or the the CEO. I am humble and gentle of heart. Says a lot about who Christ is. It says a lot about his endearing presence. See, knowing Jesus is more than mentally thinking things through. It is a lifestyle. It is the whole person. As salvation talks about, as Paul wrote in Romans, is it's the whole person. You give your heart over. You give your whole person to Christ, and meaning that you give your whole person to Christ, that you give your whole lifestyle over to Christ, and you live within the midst of that movement. And so, one of those PowerPoint statements that we made was, God love, God gave, we believe, and we receive. And It is not just a believing of, oh yeah, I believe that Jesus is the Christ. Oh yeah, I believe that Christ was beaten and died for me. Oh yeah, I believe he rose again. This is a transformational believing. A transformational believing. It's not just a conform believing. This is where you say, Lord, thank you so much. I receive all that you have for me. Now, I know that Christ isn't always represented like Christ should be. And I would venture out to say that there's been times in my own journey with Christ that I have misrepresented him. I know that. That out of my own brokenness, out of my own misunderstanding, whatever. I know I have. But I stand before you today with everything in me and want to be a vessel that is transformed. 
that it's just transformed. And <clears throat> I was having a conversation earlier. You know, I'm not going to get any more saved than I am. You know, I can't earn it. I mean, Jesus, my salvation is secure in Christ, right? Okay, we got that settled. Now, if you haven't got that settled, we can talk. But, if, you know, in Christ Jesus, you come to Christ, your salvation is settled. Now, perfection is challenging at best. Right? I'm not perfect. Anybody here perfect? There you go. I knew it. I knew it. I knew if I put that bait out there, no, Dad, he couldn't help himself. There you go. I'm in. Okay, you need to be preaching then, brother. <laughs> uh, so you know what I mean? At best, it's challenging at best. And, and when you're thinking about perfection, if you really think, I need, I need to be better at what I do, if you're thinking it, then it kind of turns into legalism and works, right? It does. I need, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to be better at this. And what we need to do is get more Christ in us. We need to figure out his love towards us in a greater sense. We need, and that's what that receiving's all about. That each God loves each and every one of us exactly the same. And I know it doesn't feel that way sometimes. Right? But he does. Each and every. You are precious to God. You are very precious to God. And the discovery, the receiving is walking in that. And sometimes our failures, our, 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 um, our, how we were brought up, all of that sometimes creates this wall between us and God. And the transformation of receiving that love of God is breaking those things down. So, John 3.16 tells it and says it to this. And we talked, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that so whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Now what you need to understand here, it doesn't say those of you that are perfected, those of you that are holier than everybody else, those of you that keep my laws to the utmost degree, it doesn't say and then you will receive eternal life. It says, those who will receive my son, as, and basically as his, their Lord and Savior, receive all that God has for them. And it doesn't, it doesn't qualify. It just says, come to him. We all start somewhere. The idea here is, is that we keep failing forward, right? We keep leaning into Christ. We keep, and the one, here's a big deal. Now, most of, you, most of us don't have this. Most of us don't have any kind of accountability structure. Nobody, nobody, most of us don't have people that we go to and say, I'm not doing well. I need, to, I, I need to share this with you because it's hooking my life. Most of us, because of pride, because of our ego, we do not, we have, we, we do not want to be transparent. 
Now, Daryl, you're really stepping on everybody's toes this morning. We don't. But I'm going to tell you, as a person that has accountability structure in all kinds of ways, not only with my wife, with other pastors, with uh, friends, uh, that where I am ruthfully honest, that I have found liberation that's come out of that. That I've discovered freedom that's come out of that. And you, you can't, you don't, that isn't something you make a flow chart with everybody, right? Oh, you get to be accountable. To that. It, it's something that you've got to desire. And that's, and that, to me, that's, a, that's just a sidebar. That's just a sidebar exhortation. I want to, I want to, <coughs> I want to exhort all of us to figure out a way to find somebody you trust, somebody that loves you in spite of what you do, which is another issue. Love is too conditional in our world. Love is way too conditional. And it's not with God. God sent His Son, verse 17, God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. He's still seeking the lost. He's still save. And he did this by not having his own territory, his own kingdom, in the sense of this world. No military and no authority. He did all of those types of things. He had a band of followers. He had, um, he was the talk of the town. He was, he was what everybody was talking about around the dinner table at the time. Did you hear? The man Christ, did you hear about the man Christ Jesus? You know that some say he's the son of God? Did you hear what he did with Lazarus? Did you hear about what he did with the woman that was sick for all those years? What about the centurion's daughter? The blind man? The man at Pool of Bethsaida? Did you hear about that? So there's a rumbling going on throughout the region. People are talking about Jesus. And then last week, we talked about Jesus' style of leadership. Where he, where he spoke to the twelve, when we were talking about John 13. That it was, excuse me, upside down or from the bottom up. Which is totally countercultural for the Western world, for sure. For around the world, period. It's a global issue. Because everybody's looking for prestige. Everybody's looking for to be recognized. Everybody wants to be honored at any, any level. It's kind of a, a drivenness that we all have. And I'm not trying to say it's all wrong. I think God uses a lot of it. I think it's an issue of the heart. God raises people up. God puts people in position. And how do we use that position? 
How do we use the gifts that God gives us? And so he said in Mark 10, this is him talking to his disciples. And you remember, they're on their way to Jerusalem. He has this encounter, and then he turns, he turns, and he, has, he talks to, you know, John and James, and they're wanting to be, sit close to Jesus in heaven. Um, I'd like to sit close to Jesus in heaven. <clears throat> Just saying. But then he turns to the 12, and he uses this as a moment, a teaching moment. You know the rulers of this, this world lord it, lord over their people. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Now that's a proclamation, that's a statement. But among you, it will be different. And they're going, okay, all right. <clears throat> I'm just thinking, oh, it's going to be different. He's going to appoint it us to be over everybody. Right? I'm just, come on. But among you, it will be different. Maybe James and John are saying, maybe he will give me that right and left. I don't know. Whosoever wants to be a leader among you must be their servant. Their servant? We haven't even got promoted and we get demoted. Right? We don't even get out the gate. We're already demoted. And whosoever wants to be a first, a first among you must be the slave of everyone. Now we're slaves. We go to a servant and now we're a slave. Now because all of them fit. There were slaves, there were servants in the culture. Right? And can you imagine they're th sitting there thinking, hmm, what does this really mean? He goes on to say, for even the Son of Man, now, now Jesus is really starting to uh, qualify and explain. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. To give his life as a ransom for many. And then we know that in John 13, this is during the time of the Passover, that dinner, and he gets the bowl. And he gets the towel and he takes off his outer garment. And he begins to wash his disciples' feet. And they're probably, and then, look, they had sandals on. They've been traveling around. We're talking some pretty dirty, stinky feet, right? I mean, I want you to picture the ugliest, stinkiest foot you can imagine. Right now, just picture that. Just put that in your head. No, 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 no. And he, and, but Jesus grabbed it. Jesus grabbed that foot, those feet, and he puts it in the bowl, and he's washing them. And I showed you this, this uh, bronze statue. This is in the foyer at the Anaheim Vineyard. Um, I'm planning a heist. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's been there for probably 20 years, a long time. And... Um, uh, it, it just really is a, you know, a picture of the heart of Jesus for people. I came to give my life as a ram. I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. And so 
just quickly, to, in case this somehow doesn't come out, leadership in Jesus' mind is reference to a bowl. Are you a man or woman or a young adult, teenager, understanding what it means to take up a towel and a bowl to serve others? See, here again, new covenant, new commands, new movement. And it's going to be a a movement of love and service. It's a counter-cultural movement. And today, it is still that way. We are those that that, that serve from the bottom up. So I'm reminded what it says in in Philippians. Because I really don't think I unpacked that very well. So I'm going to unpack this whole leadership thing for you a little bit better last week. Last week it was kind of there towards the end. And you probably walked away. Yeah, Jesus was a servant leader. So much more. So much more. So. If there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affections and sympathy and complete, com- complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being, full, being in full accord of one mind, doing Excuse me, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Count others more significant than you. Is that not a challenge? Come on, let's, let's you know, a mono to a mono here. Is that not a challenge? Thinking of others. You know, thinking of those around you. Maybe you're saying, Lord, I'm having a hard time liking them. Must us thinking of them in the way that you want me to, right? Let's just get it down to brass tacks. Okay, fine, start. Well, help me with the love issue. Okay, I'm with you. I'll, I'll give you a little testimony about that. I was kind of talking to the Lord in the last couple of weeks. I said, Lord... Man, the church would be great. It's just all those people in it. <laughs> and the Lord said, he said, and you're there. Like, Touche. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you know and I, what I was, I was just really saying, oh, Lord, you know, really where my heart was saying is, can we, we really want to get this right, Lord. We really want to get down following your commandments, becoming the people that you've created us to be, taking the gifts and talents that you've given us and using them for your glory and your kingdom. We really do want to be of the same mind. We really want to walk in humility as you did. Come to me because I am humble and gentle of heart. We want to use you as the great example and and follow after you with everything in us. And then he goes on. Paul goes on as he writes to the church there in Philippians. And he says this. Let each of you 
looked not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. In other words, how can I help? Right? Kind of leveraging the gifts and the talents that God has given you. And many of, many of us will sit there and go, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not in that kind of position. What we need to do, the, the word leadership is so empowered and it's such a big word that most of us said, I'm not called to be a leader. I get that. I get that. Um, matter of fact, if you want my advice, duck. But really just talking about being, you know, a pastor, evangelist, an apostle, um, you know, it's not talking about what we call the fivefold ministry. It's talking about what Jesus is talking about. You take what I have given you and you leverage it, leverage it for the good of others. Can you say yes to that? See, it's not, it's not about position. It is about who you are and the gifts that God has given you. So that's why in the vineyard we say everyone gets to play for that reason. We have this little booklet. And what this means, you go, what's that mean? We all get to go in the playground? Does that mean? No. What this means is we believe, and if you want to read this booklet's outside, we believe that every, everybody's called. Everybody's called. And John would say this, if you're called to deek, be a deacon, deek well. And do it without a title. If you're called to eld, eld. If you're called to serve, serve. If you're called to evangelize, evangelize. If, if you're called to, to uh, have the gift of generosity, do it well. If you're, so if you're, whatever God has placed in you, give it away. That's the idea of the plan. That's the language we use. We work from the bottom up. We're not trying to develop a structure that's top, heavy, and down. We're trying to get, do this together as a community. So last week I said, if, 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 how can I help? Well, sometimes helping people is literally connecting them with people that have that gift that can do a better job than you. It isn't, you know, Daryl said, I have to do it. I don't want you to misunderstand that. What I'm saying here, helping people is helping them be successful. And sometimes, let's say, let's just use an example. Maybe there's financial issues. Well, then you might not have the wherewithal to take care of that, but you might have the wherewithal to connect them to a system that will. Right? Now, did you get that? See, helping doesn't mean you necessarily have to take it on yourself. Sometimes it does. I'm not trying to let anybody off the hook here. Okay? Shake your head so I know that you just heard that. <laughs> but sometimes you, you realize that, you know, this, what this person needs is more than I can give. But I know people that can really serve this. And th th this is their gift. And this is what they do well. And so you help that person get there. Now, did, did that connect? Because that's what we want to do, right? That's what Jesus did. And that's what Jesus is talking about. So just quickly, 
Jesus, Jesus is our model. Jesus humbled himself. He took the place of a servant. Jesus was commissioned for his purpose from the Father. Jesus defines greatness as being a servant. First becoming the last. He, de- he defines it that way. Jesus left his place at the head to serve the needs of others. I think being up there with the, 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 in the community of the tri- triune Godhead was pretty was a lot better than coming in the, in, the, in, in the flesh, right? He came down for a purpose. You and I in the world was that purpose. Jesus risked in serving others. He risked, and he's asking us to do that. Do the same. Jesus shared that responsibility and authority with those he called, you and I. He's sharing that with us. He's he's saying, you be that kind of an example to us. And then Jesus built a team to carry out that purpose. He built a team. And that team is still being built. We're a part of that team. We're a part of Team Jesus. There you go. All right. I got a few believers. All right. Good day. If we take a look at Jesus' life, we see that everything that Jesus did was in service to that. The commission, that, the service of love, and, and bring us back to, to, to walking in the, in the kingdom of the presence of the Father. Living in that new covenant with those new commands. Being a part of that new movement. He served with purpose. The Spirit, he was commissioned by the Spirit to do so, as we can read in Isaiah 53. And then... Let me give you just some contrasts here and as the worship team comes forward. The natural person, or let's say the person that walks outside of that relationship with God. And sometimes, you know, you and I, you might relate to some of these. Anyways, we make our own decisions, right? We're self-confident. We're ambitious. Our own way of doing things. We enjoy commanding others. In other words, we like telling other people what to do. Now look, I'm the oldest of four boys. I grew up telling my brothers what to do. It comes natural for me. Um, And I I can spend a a lot of... it It just comes natural. And uh, um, it didn't always kind of, it did not always get the results I was looking for. On the other side of that, the spiritual person, we find our confidence in God, right? Or let's say the person's on this journey with Jesus. We find our confidence in God. We, we're, we're in this relationship with the Lord. 
And all of a sudden, it's not us in command, but we're, we're beseeching the Lord and we're asking, what would you do? What's your, and we, and we, we, we refer to the word of God as counsel and we talk to other people that we respect for as we move forward. Having that relationship. Another way of putting that is we seek to find God's will. We seek to find God's will. And in that, we become self-aware. We become self-aware. We, we begin to understand our own emotions. And, and we begin to, begin to understand why we see things in certain ways. We find and we, 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 we discover and we're growing in, in trying to learn to do things we delight in obeying God or surrendering to God. Obedience and surrender is part of that transformation. We delight in it. We want to. And when we, when the self-awareness part of that, when we don't want to, we know we don't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I know what the right things to do, but I just don't want to do it. Come on, you know you do that. We're motivated by love for God and for others. We're motivated for others because of what God has done for us. Those are some of the things we need, we're looking for. These are some of the things that I look at and I say, I want to be these things, don't you? I want to grow in these things. It is, it is, this is a journey, a lifelong journey. We're always being transformed. There's changes always happening from the inside out. God brings us into circumstances. And let's have the, the uh, ushers come forward and we'll take our offering right now. And I want to just quickly say how much we appreciate your generosity and your sacrifice to us as a community. Um, and if we do have an online giving um, and, and in saying that, I just want once again to say how much we appreciate your generosity towards us. It helps us to do. So, so quickly, just quickly as, as this is going around, servant leaders or people that are called by Jesus to participate in his kingdom, we humble ourselves. We are first followers. First, we humble ourselves. We're first followers. We find greatness. We find a, a certain completeness in serving. We take risks. In other words, we step out of our comfort zone when we feel the Lord talking to us. We take up the towel in the basin. We, be, we would use language like this, or maybe I'll just give you language. I am a man or a woman of the towel. I am a man and a woman of the towel. And boy, it says a lot right there, right? But do you say that about yourself? Do you see yourself that way? And if you do, you want to grow there, right? You want to continue to learn what that means. If you don't, you want to ask yourself, why not? Because Jesus was. Jesus was and is and still is and still giving us that example. Leaders or people in the community share, this is important, shares responsibility and authority. 
We move together. And then we build a team. See, we want to be a part of Team Jesus. Team Jesus. If, if, if there is a, if we're going to say there is a high authority for each and every one of us, it is Jesus. Team Jesus. What is Jesus saying to you? What is Jesus impressing upon your heart? What is he calling you to? What is he asking you to change? And what is he inviting you into? Let's worship. seated for one second. So as uh, we'll continue on and journey to last 48 hours of Jesus's life. The idea of being a man, a woman, a young adult, teenager, of the towel is a, is, a, is a huge commitment. And really what it, what it says is, I choose to think about others. It's not about allowing, you know, just being walked all over and, you know, being a doormat. It's really what, that isn't what that's saying. What it's saying here is, I want to take the things that God has given me and give it away. I just want to give it away. And so this morning, maybe, you know, I using that language of being a, a person of the towel, and you're going, yeah, I, I think I've, I've been living my life that way, and, you know, and you could see maybe where you've, you've drifted a little bit. Maybe when I use that language, you're just challenged with it. It was like, wow, I've never really thought of it like that. And it's, it's just a, a, a powerful metaphor of, a, of guidance of our life. Wherever you're at in that, what I was just saying, but you know, in your heart's desire, at the end of the day, you want to be all that Christ has asked you to be. You want to be a man or a woman, a young adult, teenager, a young person. 
of the towel. I'm going to ask you to stand up. You know that, that, and I understand that, uh, well, God bless you for one. God bless you for just saying, man, because that's a risky saying, thing to say yes to. Trust me. It's an embarking of a new kind, a, 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 a journey with Jesus. And, and we'll do the best we can to equip But in truth, what I'm asking, Holy Spirit, come. Jesus said that he must leave and the Holy Spirit would come to lead, guide, and convict the world. But I'm thinking about the leading, the fulfillment, the fulfillment to live the life that Christ died for that you and I could live out. The empowerment that comes, from, that comes from the Holy Spirit that Jesus said. They empower you and I to be a man, a woman, a young adult, a child of the towel. And that the Holy Spirit would begin to open our hearts and our spirits up and our emotion to really truly what that means. That the Word of God would illuminate in our hearts in such a way that would be, just compel us to do things that we never thought of. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come in your grace, in your power, and fill us with what it means to be a man, a woman, a young adult, a teenager of the towel. Fill us with that. And let us, let us have an abandonment in the midst of all of that. Let us have an abandonment. Come. Come. Now just, just start. The Holy Spirit is here. The Lord is speaking. Just let's let him speak to you. Just, just kind of dial down a little bit. And just sense and feel and allow the love of God to touch you. Allow the love of God to touch you. And we just want to break in the name of Jesus. We want to break the thought of I can never change in Jesus' name. We want to break that in Jesus' name. Allow the encouragement of the love of Jesus to touch you. More, Lord. More, Lord. Now, some of you are just feeling, you're just sensing that presence. Just, just embrace it. Embrace that. Just embrace it. More. Yeah. yeah thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May this very moment right now 
be a memorial for you and the Lord. That God just kind of marks this day, this moment with you. He marks it in your heart, your soul, and your spirit. And may the illumination of the Word of God rise up inside of you in a place that just causes us to be that church, that part of that movement of Christ in a new, fresh way. Lord, let your blessing come now in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So quickly, now, if you feel a little more stirring, we, we have people, that, that our ministry team up here.